0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Jackson's Stuff podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Walt Disney, the man who created Disney, and was an FBI informer. Okay, but I'm I'm serious. The man was an FBI informer, and I'll get to that in a minute. But first, we have to start all the way in the beginning, in Chicago on December fifth, nineteen oh one, the day Walt Disney was born to his parents, Eliza and Flora Disney. His father was a farmer and a carpenter, and he was very he had a very strong grip on grip on the family. Um, after a few moves, Walt and his siblings ended up working, uh, the Disneyland in near, in Kansas, near Kansas City. Now, as a young boy, Walt often didn't during his infrequent time that he wasn't doing stuff. Uh, he spent just time drawing, using a piece of charcoal and toilet paper. Now, when the Disneys moved back to Chicago in 1917, Walt started to attend, uh, class, art classes at the Chicago Academy of Fine Arts, and eventually he just learned to animate. But before that, he, armed with forged birth records, uh, joined the American Red Cross Ambulance Corps and entered World War One in 1918, right before it ended. Now, this is just a really interesting fact, but doesn't really have anything to do with the story. Is um that Ray Kroc, the man who founded McDonald's, and uh Walt Disney were in the same uh group of the were in the same like part of the ambulance corps. They worked together and they were pretty good friends. Now, uh, this doesn't, like I already said, it doesn't really have anything to do with today's story, but, uh, I probably might turn this into a video another time, but, yeah. So, basically, after the war, um, two of his brothers continued to run the Disney farm, but he tried to be a cartoonist for the Kansas City Star, but was rejected. But then he started creating animated films for movie theaters, and working with young... Ubi Iwerks, who eventually, imp- eventually became an important member in Disney Studios. In 1922, Disney started Laugh-A-Gram Films, which produced like, short cartoons based off of fairy tales from movie theaters, the show before like big movies. Um, but the bus- d- business didn't really go that well, and they closed within a year. Now, Walt headed to Hollywood, hoped to direct some films, because in those days, you didn't really need a lot of talent to direct films. Now, he didn't really get any work as a director, a big surprise. But he went back to the world of animation, and with support from his brother Roy, yeah, uh, Walt slowly began to make a name for the Disney Brothers Studios on the West Coast. The company introduced Oswald Lucky Rabbit in 1927, but then lost the rights to another company. But Disney knew they had to create another cute and clever cartoon animal to represent the company so they could take over the world eventually. Now, according to Disney, the the Kansas City office of laugh Films was full of mice. Like I mean a lot of mice. Now, one mice we'll really liked. Now, this rodent would eventually become the inspiration for guess who? Mickey Mouse. Now, Mickey Mouse first appeared in Steamboat Willie, which few of you probably have seen, or more like a lot of you. It's very famous and at the beginning of some Disney films, they have like the beginning of it, but I don't really care. Now, also in it was Donald Duck, Pluto, Minnie Mouse, and Goofy. Oh, and Disney's cartoons won every animated short subject film during the 30s. Just like, I I don't know. Just like, were there any other animation studios during the 30s? I mean, I don't know. But then... Disney became a little, well, more of a tyrant. Um, as his studio moved into producing feature films, he became one of Hollywood's most prominent producers. Now, he had some very, very harsh discipline for his employees. Bad language and the presence of women resulted in immediate discharge. And he had a double standard between him and his employees. For example, although Walt had, like, the world's most amazing mustache, he banned his employees from having any kind of facial hair. Now, he considered all of his artists' family, but some of the... but like like his father, the way he, he treated his family very similarly. Like, for example, some artists had to pay the wage... had to pay raises and bonuses for their uh, assistance out of their own pockets. Now, by 1941, Disney's animators went on strike, supported by the Screen Cartoonist Guild, Walt was convinced and stated publicly that the strike was a result of guess who, the communists. Now, the guild. Now the strike was settled after five weeks, and the guild won on all counts. And Disney's fam- and the Disney family cynically became known as the Mouse Factory. Now. There was an even darker side to Disney. And this is probably the reason that he ended up working for the FBI. And not the way you'd expect. Now, he was ex- Disney was suspected to be a Nazi sympathizer, though. he, Because he often attended American Nazi meetings before the beginning of World War II. When prominent German filmmaker, Lenny Riffenstahl, tried to screen her films for Hollywood studios, only Disney agreed to meet her. Yet, when World War II began, Disney projected a strictly all-American image, and became closely allied with, guess who? The FBI. And, there you go. That's how we started working with the FBI. But, we're not done yet. Don't even think we're close to done yet. Because, there's a lot more where that came from. Now, Disney was recruited by J. Edgar Hoover, who was the head of the FBI in the late 40s, to flag potential communists in Hollywood. And, now you know why so many Hollywood people... Uh, were forced to testify before Congress during the Red Scare. Now, Disney was called to testify before the House of Un-American Activities in 1947. Now, what he did was he just testified, that he just talked about how communists were affecting the motion picture industry, and he flagged several of his former artists for, um, as Reds basically, um, he just take all the people from the strike, good, I hate all those people, now we're gonna flag them as potential communists, great, now I'm an FBI informer, okay, but yeah, that was, okay, I don't know what was going on in Disney's mind back then, but that's what I think was going on. Um, anyways, he also blamed much of the 1941 labor strike, um, on the League of Women Voters for just supporting the strikers. Now, his wife later pointed out he meant the League of Women Shoppers, which was a A consumer group that supported the guild strike, but I'm not so certain, considering Disney, after you've listened to most of this episode, seems kind of (laughs) weird. Now, which, he also just contributed to the Hollywood Blacklist, which basically was, if you were on that list, you were a communist, and that was the end of your career. Now, oh, and also, Disney really didn't like Charlie Chaplin, he called him the little commie. Oh, and then the FBI called Disney, a uh, special agent in charge in 1954, just before his first amusement park, Disneyland, opened. Now, just- right before- now, Disney and Hoover also became pen pals in the 60s, and the FBI made script suggestions for, uh, a Disney movie called Moon Pilot, which was basically just supposed to make fun of the FBI, but by the end of them just, uh, recommending- Things for the film, it had, they had just become FBI just regular FBI agents. But after a lifetime of smoking, Disney developed lung cancer and died in 1966. Uh, Disney World had just begun like being built, but the park didn't open until 1971, and upon his passing, many, many remembered him as Uncle Walt. while others saw him as the perfect father for a mouse because well, he was kind of a rat. but uh, anyways. So now you've learned the lesson of the story. Don't smoke, kids, because that's how Walt Disney died. Oh, and also try not to be a, an FBI informer so you can get rid of all your colleagues that weren't actually communists. Uh, but yeah, so that's the end of the episode. And, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, tell your friends, because every listener counts on this podcast, and uh, I guess I'll see you later. Bye bye